Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. Glad to be back with you this week. A terrific, terrific week of news. And we got a really good segment for you here with Daniel Ott. And he is known as the Cosmic Cowboy, host of the Edge News television broadcast. And we're going to be talking a little bit about Branson and the topics that came out of that conference put on by Steve Quayle and Timothy Alberino was first, first-rate conference. And then we're going to kind of just expand into current events and where everything is going. And before we go, we want Daniel to be able to tell you where you can find him if you're not familiar with him, which I know most of you are. But those of you who are new might not be familiar with him. We want to give you a way to follow him because once you hear him, you're going to want to hear him again. Anyway, uh, you heard in the opening, we like to think of ourselves as the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And man, did I ever see that in evidence in this past week where I've got people writing to me and say, I'm new to this, but I can't stand what's going on. And we're going to hit some of that in the show today. But before we get started, I just wanted to let everybody know that this isn't free and we need sponsors and we need you to sponsor our sponsors. And so we're really hopeful that you'll get out and pick the products that we've really selected for you because these are things that you need. If we have a grid shutdown, we have any kind of catastrophe where the just-in-time deliveries are interrupted, we have chosen a whole product line designed to help you with that. We, we are going to talk to you a little bit about food and then water. I represent a company called MPS, and we have a website called preparewithdave.com. 25-year shelf life, no GMOs, no glyphosates. The price is fantastic, and it is restaurant quality. And I'm going to tell you, if you haven't started your food preparation or if you don't at least have it six months in the bank, so to speak, you need to add to your existing supply. Go to preparewithdave.com and get the peace of mind that comes with knowing that you've prepped your family. And I also mentioned water because food and water are at the top of the list for the essentials of preparation. And you want to make sure you check these boxes. I was stunned when I found out that two-thirds of Americans have chromium-6 in their water. And you're going, what's that, Dave? That is a cancer-causing element. And not only that, we know we've got lead. we got lead issues like in Flint, Michigan, but that's all across the country. We also have pesticides, you name it. We've got junk in our water, and the Alexa Pure Pro filter will get this out. It is top of the line. It's first rate. It's cost effective. One filter treats 5,000 gallons. And so you want to go check this out. Go to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Well, we're really pleased to have Daniel Ott on our show. I've been a guest on his show a few times, and it's just a terrific show. And like I said, it's the Edge Television News Broadcast, and he's got a big audience. And uh, I got to talk to Daniel just a little bit at Branson, and uh, I said, you know, Daniel, we got to get two talk show hosts together and kind of compare notes on where we see things going. Daniel, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could be with us. I'm happy to be with you, Dave. It's always, always good to hear you because you are so in tune but what was your biggest takeaway from Branson? Well, I'll I tell you what. I was totally impressed at the professionalism and the state-of-the-art uh, state-of-the-art video presentations that they had. Uh, the audio was superb. The speakers were superb. It was first-rate the whole way around. There's no secular conference that I can think of that is on that order that they produced down there in Branson. I'm, I was so happy to be there. I'm so happy to meet you too as well. And, uh, but as far as, far as my, my uh, takeaway early was that uh, technology is, is coming faster than anybody ever thought of. You know, it's, the, it's that, uh, was it the Moore's Law or that the, the technology uh, doubles 
every two years, whatever they were talking about that. But yeah, just a lot of tech. It was just pure tech the whole weekend. And uh, uh, that was, it was an awesome thing to see. It really was. And yeah, I recently read Moore's Law went from two years to 18 months. And they say by the end of this decade, it could be every three months. Mm-hmm. Well, from what we learned there at Branson, that uh, with the advent of AI, I am sure that it's it's going to want to it'll have the desire itself to multiply even quicker than that. You know, its knowledge and its capabilities. Uh, but basically, you know, I, mean, I guess you, you could almost uh, talk about AI as <coughs> it or he or them, because uh, at some point it will it will apparently have some kind of cognizance where it will be able to think a higher. Uh, uh, than the humans think now. Yeah, I've got a friend named Ernie Hancock who runs freedomsphoenix.com. And uh, I had him on my show about a month ago, and Ernie said, the last order that a human will give a computer will be to kill all humans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I know that's a little far-fetched, but that is my fear. Are, are you worried about these uh, entities, so to speak, becoming so sentient and so self-aware that they'll actually develop a collective consciousness and see humans as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you're talking about there is, is Skynet, really, and you know that's al- al- almost like a, a, a prophecy that was made for that movie, pr- the predictive prediction that that tech would become uh, so advanced that it would begin to make decisions, and certainly humans willingly. Uh, more each day give the decision-making power to the computer uh to the computers to uh and now with the inclusion of ai you know it's going to make decisions that i think humans will say wow that's great that that makes sense we couldn't have thought of that and maybe you know just give the power of of human decision-making over to the computer i i as, as do i do i fear that i see it coming and it's it's getting it's getting more that way each day i mean you know we all we're all been we've been trained you know talking to siri and okay google and and, uh, you know, so every day we're talking to our computers, you know, and they're talking back and, you know, they're producing computers with with, uh, you know, with jokes, you know, sarcasm in them. Even the, the sex robots, I understand, have sarcasm where they say, I don't feel like it today. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK, that caught me off guard. All right. So I'm recomposing here. Uh, I find that practice, though, to be so darn disgusting. Uh, it, it just, uh, it so dehumanizes the act of sex and God's gift to us that it's just mind boggling. And yet it's being well received. You know, I see this almost too. the, the sex robot, since you brought this up is almost a depopulation device, because if I can go get my needs met with an inanimate object that can't reproduce and I don't have to pay for dinner, I don't have to support them or the kids. I don't see the kids coming. I see this as a direct threat to the birth rate. Well, I, I agree with you, Dave. I mean, it, the, the the attack on, on uh, uh, human biology and product, you know, producing uh, more humans is has been going on for a long time. I mean, with the the pushing of t- uh, transgenderism and homosexuality, these things are, uh, and, you know, an abortion. They're just, uh, uh, you know, they're 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 aiming for the, the Georgia Guidestones mandate of five hundred million, and just by like you said, dehumanizing the act of sex, but people are willingly going to that. It's like an extension of their phone. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see in some way people have sex with their phones. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I bet you weren't ready for that either. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, my friend. You well, know, no, I, I'm so – my wife and I were driving home last night from having dinner, 
and uh, we're five years apart, but we essentially grew up in the same generation, 60s and 70s. And what's interesting, Daniel, is my wife said to me, how did it ever get so crazy? And the two comments you've made about the sex bots now and sex with a phone, it, it, it's legit, those are legitimate comments. But how did it get so crazy? Daniel, where did we lose control of our society? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to put a little bit of the blame on the Christian community in general. I, I think it's, it started with uh, uh, giving our public school systems over to secular humanists, you know, because in the beginning, we, we're all taught to trust our government. That, that's where it comes from. Our, our, our schools taught us to trust the government. Our uh, religious institutions told us to trust our government. So we have this ingrained desire to trust the government. So when the secular humanists came in and said, you know, we can teach your uh, kids better, you know, we'll take out the Bible study and prayer because these things aren't necessary for good education. We, and we want, we want to make sure everybody has a, an opportunity. And, you know, we, Christians willingly gave that control over. Uh, I know Bill, Ben Carson at the Value Summit just said recently, he said, there's a three-prong uh, attack from the left, and it is control of the media, control of the schools, and control of the courts. And he said, They've got the first two, but Trump stole the third, and they're working on that. They're trying to steal it back. But I think we, we gave them too much control, and we're talking about AI and uh, where the, where that's going. At some point, we're going to have to say we, we have an opportunity to jump to jump ahead and know what they're up to, where it's going, and say no ahead of time rather than saying after they preach to us the benefits of AI and then we accept it and find ourselves in a Google egg somewhere having a robot telling us to, to proceed to a FEMA camp for extermination or who for who knows what. You know, we, we have that information. That information is out there now, and I think we can make uh, intelligent decisions, but it's going to take a lot of people understanding what this, what's at stake here. I think you're right on the money with that, but my fear is when I listen to Sharon Gilbert talk, uh, the molecular biologist who spoke at uh, the conference in Branson, she made the point and she documented it brilliantly that all these video games our kids are playing is changing their DNA. And if you change DNA and you transmit that change to the next generation, haven't you in effect morphed God's creation? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely you have. And and I, I was discussing that with a, with a Chad Riley on that, and that was that I'm wondering if uh, the check at at Heaven's Gate is if you have human DNA, if your human D- if your DNA has not been changed, otherwise it's sort of like a key that you can't unlock, and and uh, you know when you try to enter Heaven's Gates, you know say well you're not human, you know they tried that with uh, you know b- before the flood, you know it said that all all the world had their seed corrupted. There, in other words, many people say their DNA was corrupted except for Noah. They were trying to corrupt the DNA that would have pre- that had the line of Jesus to come through it. They were after that, but they did God stopped them at that point so they didn't corrupt them. But now here we are again, you know, as the days in Noah shall be and the son of man comes, we're changing the DNA and uh, uh, that I think this is the devil up to his tricks that to change the, the, what it means to be human, and really, uh, that would also uh, prevent God if, if God abides by His. That, if that's a rule or a law that He's made, many people won't proceed to heaven. I was brought together to meet a man who's become my friend and has been for 25 years. He's ex NSA, and he's come on this show, and he said, as part of his NSA training, he was taught there is a war for control of the soul that's been going on out in the cosmos forever. And he basically said it's light and dark, it's good and bad. And he said, 
since they can't control the soul and they can't morph it, they're now working on changing the human being. This is before transhumanism was ever discussed. That word was not in vogue. I'd never heard it before. But the man's name is Vance Davis. He was talking about this in 1993. And now, 25 years later, we're seeing the proof of this. We are seeing the deliberate tampering by Satan with humanity. Uh, well, I agree with that. And certainly, uh, you know, I, I've always wondered if, if centaurs and the other type of animal-human hybrids of antiquity were real or were they just myths and stories? And I'm, I'm leaning now toward the fact that they may have been real and that, that those, those, they were, had the technology from, from the fallen angels back then to change the, the human species into something else and unrecognizable in the heavenly realms or at least the dimension where heaven resides. So, no, I, I would agree with that, Dave. And, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned Sharon Gilbert. We remember somebody asked a question at the Branson Conference, you know, uh, if you uh, or should you give your uh, blood to 23andMe, these, these blood-sucking uh, companies that can tell you your ancestry? And she, in fact, said no, and she asked how many have done that. And I think, well, about 25 or 30 people raised their hand, and she's, she said well, it's, it's too late. But, you know, the rest of you don't do it. You know, she, she was uh, very concerned about that, uh, given your DNA to some to some organizations that are looking they're looking for something dave and i, I think it could be they're looking for uh the, the maybe the, the uncontaminated dna or they're looking for the blood of the dna of ancient giants who knows i i think steve quayle would agree with you on the latter point in fact speaking of of steve he and i actually had this as part of our discussion that we had i believe it was saturday at lunch backstage in the green room at branson and what steve said is is that is it really you or is it the synthetic you that's been created to take your place? And he even alluded to that when he came on stage and mm -hmm. uh, he was interviewed by Derek Gilbert and he, he said pretty much the same thing. Do you think that that's a real possibility that key people in our society could be replaced by synthetic replacements or what we might call clones? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, anytime you, somebody could say it's a conspiracy theory, other might say it's a conspiracy fact. But, you know, I, when I hear something like that and I've heard that, you know, I proceed down those roads, though, you know, in an orderly fashion to do my due diligence research. Uh, but in doing the research, an event happened that really kind of swayed me. And that was uh, during the election cycle when uh, Hillary Clinton uh, was at a, uh, at a, um, I don't know if it was a debate or what, but she came out. And she remember she was heading to the van, and she fell down. She literally she lost her shoes. She fell into the van. It looked like they threw her in there like a like a sack of potatoes. Evidently she fainted there, and who knows what happened. Well, instead of taking her to the hospital, they took her to her daughter's apartment. And when she came out, she looked twenty pounds uh, lighter, and her hair color was different, and her clothes were different. The whole thing is like, what happened up there? And many people say that was a clone that came down. Uh, you know, that she went up there and she remained up there. So I was nearly convinced right then that that was not, you know, you know, that's like I say, it's a conspiracy thinking on that end that there could possibly be clones. And but that, as you said earlier, though, the impossible is possible now. And, uh, you know, we find out things a little late after they happen. But I think even Stephen Quell said, imagine the worst scenario and double it. You might be close to what it really is. Yeah, he he did say that very clearly. I, I have to tell you. I know the technology exists. I know that my friend Vance was telling me the NSA was involved in this alongside the CIA back in the 90s. So one can only imagine in over 20 years how far they've progressed. And so that, that is a concern. 
And you wonder if people like Steve Quayle or, or Alex Jones are going to someday disappear and be replaced by someone who is more moderate to the globalist point of view. And it's people say, that's a crazy thing to say, Dave. Well, I sat through three days of presentations that were well-documented. I wasn't thinking that going into the conference, Daniel, but I'm thinking it now. Well, I agree. And like I say, that, that, that conference was absolutely spot on and the information. Another thing I liked about it, Dave, is that they, they crossed the streams. They had Richard Dolan uh, and um, Owen Schroyer in there. And, and uh, who, who else? They had uh, Hugo DeGarris was in there. Now, uh, Hugo DeGarris and I believe uh, Richard Dolan aren't uh, Hugo DeGarris, I don't believe, is, is a Christian. And I think uh, Richard Dolan believes in some, you know, in, in, in a God type thing. And I'm not sure how far that goes with him. But uh, they they crossed the streams and they brought they brought information from what I would almost consider a secular world outside of the realm there and it joined forces and, and it, it complemented perfectly the transhumanism information that was coming from the other speakers and I agree with you that it was an eye opening mind blowing experience to hear the technology that is out there and even then the what we heard is probably not as good as they have. No, uh, in fact, one of the things too that. Uh... Steve and I talked about it. He brought it up because my father was involved in the secret space program, so to speak. And Steve and I have had many discussions about this. And Steve said to me that he was talking um, to people who said, if you can imagine it, we've already done it. We've already been there with regard to space travel. And uh, it's just, we're, we're just so kept in the dark by what's going on. I, I just wonder how they're going to affect the change. I mean, when is the switch going to get flipped when are we going to come under total arbitrary control? When is the death curve going to spike? How are they going to accomplish this? Is it going to be slow kill, fast kill? How do you see what's coming, coming? Well, now, one could generate many trades of thought on, on that issue there. I, I would say uh, incremental changes is, is not on the table. The changes are going rapid fire. They're getting ready to as you know, turn on the 5G here in Indianapolis, the 5G network. These poles are everywhere. And as uh, Sharon Gilbert said, that, uh, you know, our bodies can um, uh, uh, repair the damage to the DNA by that bombardment of the waves coming from the 5G uh, at, on occasion. But if you're constantly bombarded, then the body would not be able to repair the DNA of the damage that's being done. So once that's on, and, and we've already got chemtrails raining down on us, and of course GMOs, these are all out assaults. But you're right about that. That's a, something to contemplate. It, of course, it'd be speculation. Uh, will it be a false flag event and cause this major turmoil and transition? Um, I think, Dave, that it, it's just going to be rapid rollout of fantastic technological advances that people will begin to run to as they're being programmed now. I think the foundation is being laid. It's being laid with talking to your computers, talking to your cell phone, getting everybody addicted to technology so that the next step is just the natural. To them will be the natural step. And another question would be too, Dave, and that is once the body is changed, at what point does a human not become human? If they just tamp, if you you know take a little bit of uh, 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 CRISPR nine technology DNA uh, alteration or a lot, you know, I mean, there's that question. At what point does do you change to what they want to create? And it's clear not only do they want to depopulate, but they want to change the human species into something else. And so, I I, I would say, Dave, that I, like most events, it's not going to be. Uh, 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 like a worldwide cataclysm, I think it's just going to be rapid uh, 
uh, onslaught of technology just hitting us, and the technology. I think I think there's a dam of technology that's just sitting there that's going to roll out. And once that happens, then people will buy into it. They'll be sold into it. Television shows will show the advances of it and and the beauty of it. And uh, you know, so I don't I don't see a singular event doing that, but I do see a very rapid increase into into that area uh, uh, through the technology. Virginia Farver about a week ago sent me a 90-page document that I just worked my way through when I returned from Branson. And it was filled with research and citations about what 5G is going to do to the brain. And here's what I am just baffled by, and I wanted to get your reaction to this. There's no question this is going to exponentially increase the brain cancer rate. No question the death curve is going to spike in the next 5 to 15 years. But what about the people that work in this technology? Don't they already know this, and aren't they concerned about their kids? I mean, how do you see that? Yeah, and, that, and that's the same question that comes up with uh, geoengineering and chemtrails <laughs> and that. You know, aren't, aren't those people getting rained down on through by the same chemicals that they're uh, putting in the airplanes? Um, well, well, I think with any, any with any crime you know, it's like it reminds me of that Mission Impossible, uh, one of the Mission Impossibles where they had the uh, they were going to roll out a, a – uh, a virus, but the the manufacturer, the pharmaceutical company that developed it, also had the antidote. So, uh, you know, it seems that once it's rolled out, th- that whatever damage it can do, that the elite or who's ever in charge of this already has the remedy for it, whether it be a specific signal or frequency or a uh, a, a deflector of some kind, uh, maybe maybe something that uh, a device they have on their body that actually repels uh, certain frequencies from the 5g network certain waves uh, so yeah i would say with any, any technology to develop the anti-technology to defeat it is also developed and i think that's going to be their 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 defense while the rest of us have to fight uh fight for our existence that's a really good answer and i think you're probably right on that i watched a uh, presentation today it was a minute commercial in prime time and it was by verizon and they were extolling the virtues of 5g And what's interesting to me is right on the cell phones that are connected to this, there are black box warnings that say, don't hold it up to your head. I mean, what are people missing here, Daniel? Are we just collectively this stupid? Cognitive dissonance is what that is. You know, David Knight said at the conference, he said they've already uh, have built laws into existence that you cannot sue the 5G networks, but you might be able to block them, say, if uh, the 5G tower is hideous and lowers your property value, but you cannot sue them for any sort of health damage that it might uh, cause. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. That kind of reminds me of, of the Solyndra thing with Obama when uh, when that company, when he gave them $500 million to do uh, to build uh, solar panels, and then the company reworked their uh, – their uh, agreement with the government said, if so happened and we file bankruptcy, uh, the investors will be billed last and the taxpayers will be billed first. You know, so so it seemed like they kind of had that built into it already. But that's the that's that's the way these things go, Dave. The, the, there's a lot more planning behind the scenes and development of this and, and and its effects. They know very good and well what its effects are and what they can be. Uh, and I think people are just in in mass. They just follow along. Everybody wants the latest technology, and the, I don't really know what 
how much faster somebody needs their internet, really. And I don't know who's demanding 5G. It's something that appears to be being foist on the public. And, you know, with all the things that the tech companies are doing, specifically the social giants, there's there's a method behind their madness. There's there's other plans besides the, the, the obvious marketing of it as, as benefits to society. There are other nefarious forces in those organizations, as we found out from Google and Facebook and, and Twitter and YouTube. Uh, and PayPal, they have they have a, de- a design. Uh, they're, they're working in collusion together, and I'm I'm pretty sure that the the, the phone companies are uh, as in it as well. Well, I think they are in it. In fact, you had mentioned about, uh, and I think you uh, you were referencing what David Knight said in his presentation at Branson, that the law protects the companies and the property rights, but they won't protect the people. But there is something else that happened I came across on September, oh gosh, I lost the date. But it was sometime last week, I believe it was Tuesday. The FCC closed their public comment period that they didn't even advertise for about 5G dangers. And also accompanying the FCC's intent to roll this out was to prohibit local governmental entities like your city council, your county commissioners, your legislature, or your governor from inhibiting 5G implementation. The locals can't stop it. Well, right there, and, and that's, that's all I was going with because they already know there, there are negative health consequences. That They're already built, built in a sue-proof language in, in laws, and I really don't know anybody who voted for that, and I never – I wasn't polled on it, I, and I didn't what, I don't have a, a, a congressman that is even said anything about it. These are behind the scene negotiations, evidently, that these telecom companies are making with governments somewhere, and they're not. That's not representative of the people's desire because there hasn't been a study. And like you say, if they give if they give a comment period, what is it? Two days? Nobody knows about it. Yeah. Well, it was a two week comment period, but it wasn't even announced. Yeah. And you know they're not going to pay attention to the comments anyway, but it's just the idea that they're they're trying to limit people's access, and now they're destroying the Tenth Amendment. I mean, I think this is a Tenth Amendment issue. I think this is a legal issue that could be constitutionally challenged because local entities are allowed to provide for the health, safety, and welfare of their population. And the federal government now through the FCC is saying, sorry, that's not going to happen. Mm. That sounds like how they got around putting fluoride in in the water. Uh, you know, there's a uh, uh, was the United Nations uh, edict that says you can't medicate people against their consent. Uh, well, I don't think anybody wants to have their brain radiated. You know, we're getting that's going to happen without our consent. And David just is just again, it's just how that the elite are running things, regardless of the will of the people. It's like like we're trying to reverse the election is still going on. You know, it's like the election was was voted when people voted and it's over but for half the population it's not over and they're not accepting that so you know it's, it's almost you know are, are we in a democracy are we in a constitutional republic are we in a dictatorship or what it whatever it is but again it's just one piece of the overall uh ai type of puzzle that's being developed that's just one part of it of course we already mentioned earlier about uh uh, you know, if you have sex with robots, you're not going to have, you're not going to produce another human being. And if you're medicated and drugged out and everything else, you're not going to be uh, producing. And if you have all, you know, all the abortions that's happening, you're going to lower the, the the population as well. But so this is just a technology part of it. But you're absolutely right about the cognitive dissonance, Daniel. I sat down with a neighbor not too long ago, and I went through all the things I could prove. Spermageddon was 62% lower sperm rate for males. 
and all the things we've been talking about here. And I said, uh, and I talked about uh, what's in the air falling from the chemtrails. Here are the chemical samples. And at the end of it, I must have given them seven or eight items. And I said, you don't think we're under attack? And they just said, well, I don't see it. Uh, and there, and I gave a paper with citations on it. Yeah. And I just, it's, and the person is an engineer. Well, uh, give give one to the uh, the obstructionist there, man, because the programming of the population is going in full swing. And frankly, uh, you know, uh, the, the acceptance of what's going on. You know, we, we were talking about uh, uh, last night uh, on, on the program that there's now rolling out nationwide transgender hours at public schools in kindergarten. And I think I don't know if every school's ordered to have them or not. But uh, as you're probably aware that, you know, a transgender guy comes in and he tells the little children how great it is to be queer and, and that's it, their words you know and and that so i mean who voted for that who who allowed that is that is that the new normal where you know how is that how is that even happening how did how did they, who voted on that and it's really it's, it's the type of people you just described well so what i you know uh, they're they're people too you know our kids got to experience various things i'm thinking wow this i was it's like i question when, when a child comes out and say that they're they're you know five years old is that they're now they're now uh, the boy is now a girl. Well, who put that thought in their mind? You know, uh, well, I'd put it to the parents on that one. Well, it's absolutely right. We're speaking with uh, Daniel Ott, and we're talking about issues related to the Branson Conference that we attended, the True Legends, uh, about a oh, week, week and a half ago. And wow, it's mind numbing. But anyway, I need to stop here and let you know that this next segment is brought to you by Virtual Shield. And I'm telling you, folks, if the liberals ever get a hold of power in this country, in the executive branch again, and with the power they're exercising everywhere else, you're going to be persecuted for where you've been on the net and what you've done. It'll be the Chinese social point system, and you need to obscure your identity on the net. And that's what Virtual Shield does. They also keep unwanted intruders from invading your privacy. Go to HideWithDave.com. That's HideWithDave.com to take advantage of that 50% off sale just for our listeners only. We're also brought to you by Health Masters. Now, in the five years I've known Dr. Ted Brewer, I've gone to him, and I said, Ted, they want to operate on this knee, and then it was that knee, and then it was two back discs, and I'm 0 for 4 in having to have surgeries, and I credit the good people at Health Masters. Go to healthmasters.com. Find out why. they got something there for everybody, whether it's just simple maintenance with your supplements and vitamins, or if you have a specific need like I do, and you want to entrust yourself to something that I find that works, go to healthmasters.com and use the coupon code CSS5 to take 5% off for our listening audience only. Well, we're rejoining Daniel Ott here on the Common Sense Show, and we're talking about a number of issues that basically are robbing humans of their freedom to choose and actually changing humans at a very, very fundamental level. Daniel, let me get right to the $64 million question. After you went to Branson, and based on what you know from the work that you do in this area, do you believe that human beings are in their last generation as we know them? They, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, this isn't a doomgasm statement, but I have to say, I would say, after, especially after going uh, to the Branson Tech Conference, and that's what I'll call it, Yes, I, I would say we are in the last throes. Uh, the psychological components have already been put in place. Um, the spiritual components have been put in place. 
the technology components have put in place, the governmental components have been put in place. There, you know, that that is one thing I, I've noticed, uh, and I, I, I know I keep getting political here, but the the left always has an advanced plan, and the right always responds to that plan. They don't, they they can't in their mind wrap, wrap around the fact that there is a a force of evil that is continually working on ways to destroy humanity. And they did, so they always are responding rather than proactively preventing and coming up with a superior plan. So I would say that the, the full on thrust, all the pieces are in place. Uh, they will get their judges in place to Excuse put me. the last piece of the puzzle to make sure that the demise of, of humanity goes in the direction that they want. The left's agreeing to it because as, the, as godless as they are, they're seeing advances that will benefit them. Little do they know that there is a spiritual force behind those advances, and those spiritual forces hate humanity with a passion. Uh, I thought it was really interesting when David Knight made the point that they'll sell this technology to us with the promise of curing things like cancer. And that tells me they already know how to do it. And if they are going to do that, do you think that's enough to hoodwink the rest of us into giving up who we are as human beings? Absolutely. Absolutely, except except for those that absolutely resist and have seen this play before and 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 read the book as, as L.A. Marzulli calls the spiritual guidebook. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, uh, talking to you that this this conference leapfrogged the information rollout of what's really happening. It's it's it leapfrogged what the left is putting out. It's, it's a jump ahead of where they're going. Now we know where they're going technologically, uh, and so the, knowing that. Uh, I would be uh, resident to say, well, you know, keep your CRISPR-9 technology to yourself. I'll, I'll struggle with whatever I have to struggle with. We all have a specific uh, amount of time on this earth anyway. And it's interesting, Dave, that the technology is promising eternal life. That, that is one of the promises. Just beyond cancer, there's a promise of eternal life. That is downloading your conscious into a robot, or at least all your thoughts and every every memory that you had and every Facebook post that you've ever made will go into uh, into a, a, a a robot uh and then at that point you know it's interesting too because the bible says something that says that men will seek to die and they shall not find it well how could that possibly be well that could be that you you've been downloaded in a in a robot and you can't die so you know but that's a lie that wow, came from i've never considered that before I, I know the phrase i do i do i i kind of thought it meant that we'll be captured and tortured to such a degree that death is better than the torture and I was thinking FEMA camp type stuff, and that's where my mind went. But you've given that a whole new interpretation here, and it's uh, making me sit back and take notice. I think you might be onto something here, that if they control our consciousness and they control ultimately our actions, that we can't end this. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I believe even that they said at the conference that they have technology to see the images that are on your brain. So there's, they're already close. And I think Google said that they would be able to download your consciousness into a robot in 20 years, within 20 years. And that's part of the data mining that's that's going on. You know, when they, they'll say, we, we know who you are, we can predict what you're going to write. They can predict, Dave, and you know this, what you what response you're going to uh, put on a comment in an article. They already got that prediction. They've already got the algorithm. And I think those algorithms are individually tailored to each specific person that they've been able to generate with the AI that they use right now. So, uh, yeah, that that's easy there. And, and you know, and who, who, who wouldn't want eternal life? You know, that's that's what mankind has always sought. They had it once before the fall. They had it. Uh, 
but the devil came and de deceived human humankind, and here he is deceiving again with the promise of eternal life. But really, Dave, I believe is eternal hell. Well, I don't think that Christians seek an eternal life in this existence. I think because we know what lies beyond is far better. But I don't think there's any of us that would try to avoid the scourge of cancer or something else. And I could see a lot of good people being deceived by this technology and going along with Satan for the purpose of self-preservation. Yeah, and, and that's what I said earlier. At what point does your when your DNA is altered? Because with there with that with the cure to cancer, there is um, there is uh, that that catch there to continue on. I mean, at what, at what point do you not become human? And David, as you, you may know, there was another conference uh, before Branson. I, I think it was in Tennessee. It was the Christian Transhumanist yes. And and they they are the ones that they're they're going for. They say, yeah, we'll take eternal life through the to the technology. So there already is a group of Christians, and I I I don't know, you know, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they're Christian because they label themselves as such. But there's a group at least that said they 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 would agree to that. Uh, Daniel, um, by them saying that, they're almost totally negating, or they are totally negating the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross. Absolutely. I mean, how can they just throw out a huge section of the Bible and the centerpiece of our religion? I mean, Easter is our most important holiday for obvious reasons, and they're just throwing it out. Well, they've been they've been prepped, you know, it's uh, uh, through through the media and through the, the, the wishful thinking of the technology, the promises uh, they want in on it. And, and um you know, I mean, it's the same way that would uh, say say some Christian would say that you know, uh, you know, abortion must be okay because we have the technology to do it. I mean, so you know, they're going down that road, and uh, I think you know, each of us going to have to make a decision, and and it's going to come to the for some it will be a life and death decision. You know, and the Bible is clear about taking the mark. Uh, you know, is this the mark? Is 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 your DNA the mark? Is it is the alteration of the DNA? the mark of the beast and you know is the beast technology so uh you know now you know that's also changed too dave as you know they were talking about initially it was rfid chip would be a, in, in the hand of the forehead well perhaps in the hand of the forehead could actually invent your dna that's in your hand or your forehead being altered it would have been helpful for revelations was a little bit more specific in that area because there are so many things that it could be based on our limited knowledge today. Um, do you know, the one of the things that hits me is the slow burn aspect of this. I think the morphing of humans and the destruction of most of humanity is going to take a little time. I mean, I don't know. How do you see this coming about? I mean, let me give you a science fiction scenario. Let, let me just go there and we'll kind of build off of that. Um, if I were writing a screenplay right now, I would say, okay, humanity has accepted the fact that they can download their consciousness and live forever. You can opt out. You can choose to die. We'll even help you with the process. But if you choose to do this, then you're going to sacrifice your body to give your consciousness into an artificial receptacle, and then they just kill off whoever they don't want. They can just destroy the consciousness right there. That's my sci-fi scenario. How do you, and I'm not even being totally serious here, but what I'm saying is, how do you see all this unfolding? Mm. They got to sell it somehow. 
Well, yeah, and I, well, I think you've already you've already said it. It is the the health benefits of it, uh, you know, the cure for uh, Alzheimer's or cancer, um, various various other diseases that that they've been looking for the cure forever, and uh, it will come to the choice of the alteration of the DNA. And if a person believes that they're still human after that alteration, then they will have no no you know no object no objection to it. Uh, but if somebody says, well, what goes along with that? You know, they've, you, in every single Twilight Zone episode, the betterment of mankind that appears to be the better mankind never really works out. And that's what kind of freaks me out about this whole whole thing here. A lot of the Twilight Zones had had the technology component and, and man trying to, to alter God's design and whether, you know, the cancer, you know, he was, you know is, is that God's design? And did he give, you know, and then others would say that God, if we, we have the technology to cure it, then God must have given it to us. Well, the people that say that really aren't, they would only use that to convince a Christian. They don't believe it. Uh, you know, and that's one of the questions I wanted to I, I wanted to ask there at the at the conference when they had that roundtable there, and that would be this, Dave, that the the inventor of the uh, quantum D wave computer, which has artificial intelligence, intelligence, said that being next to that D wave quantum computer is like standing at the altar of an alien god. That particular D wave computer, Dave, has a heartbeat. That is a heartbeat of the cooling system. It's thump 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 thump. It sounds exactly like a heartbeat. Uh, and this is what I said kind of earlier, and that about the Book of Revelation said that the, the beast was giving power to speak, and imagine that that technology was downloaded from either another civilization or another dimension, and they can't come here, but through the AI in that quantum computer, they can speak to us, and humans will give decision-making authority to the AI quantum computer. It made sense because they themselves describe it as an alien god, and so. Uh, there is a spiritual component to this, and then you can go to the um, uh, uh, the uh, Hadron uh, Large Collider, you know, with with their occultic uh, statues and symbolism about that. You know, in fact, they here in Indianapolis. There, w one morning there was all, all there's a lot of wrecks and various things are going wrong in Indianapolis, and, I, and and the thought came to my mind: Did they just fire up the Hadron Collider? Because I got a feeling that when when things start to to, to you know, roll out that, that you know, like a, a number of negative consequences happen. It just seems to me that, that they're playing with something. Somebody's doing something out there. I hadn't even thought about that. That's an interesting insight there. So you're thinking that the projection of uh, uh, waves that affect human consciousness and ultimately behavior, you know, you're on solid ground, and I'll tell you why you are. In fact, this even got mentioned briefly at the conference. Uh, I can't remember who said it. But anyway, where I was going with this is in 1961, and I taught this in my college psych classes, a Spanish physiologist named Jose Delgado implanted um, a device inside the limbic system, the emotional center of a bull, and had a bullfight. But his weapon was not a cape, it was a remote control, and he was able to turn the bull away, and he, the bull went away passively. And then he was, this man was brought to Yale. He advanced the research. He started doing it wirelessly. Uh, and he did it without the implant. And he could affect epileptic seizures. This is in the 60s now. And then he's whisked away to SRI, Stanford Research Institute, the CIA. And he was never heard from again until 2011. And when he emerged, Jose Delgado said, we're doing things there that we should never do. He was dead 30 days after he made that comment. And I yeah, think you're right kind of, on the money. 
Yeah, it's amazing how people with information just kind of die off or disappear. Uh, and, you know, interesting, I, I was listening to uh, 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 Doug Hagman. He was saying that, and maybe even talking to you, talking about there, at the Branson there may have, conference, there may have been uh, federal agents there. I think I encountered one. That's what Doug and I were talking about on the show. I had a guy come up to me, and he just didn't fit in. And you know what I'm talking about. You, you talk to the people there, and they're in the same wavelength, the same mindset, and it's easy to strike up conversations. But this guy was like, he was in left field somewhere mentally. But here's what he asked me. He said, do you really think what you're doing is making any difference? Or do you think this is just a big waste of time? And he denigrated everything I was trying to do and everything the conference was doing. And, I, and he didn't fit in. He, he and, and I thought... This guy's a federal agent. I went back and told Doug and Joe about it. They go, yeah, we've seen people like that here, too. So, yeah, I think we were infiltrated. Yeah. And, and after I heard you guys talking about that, um, I remembered uh, what happened to me there. I was uh, doing a, a live Facebook stream. Um, I was going around the uh, the four-way, foyer there, and I was talking to uh, some of the, uh, the people with the books and some passers-by. And then I then I was just kind of playing around, and I was, I was going down the line. I, there was a line getting back into the auditorium, and I, and I said, hey, I, I got a question. I, I want to go over there to the concession stand and get me some get a, get a, get some GMO uh, uh, M&Ms. Uh, do you think I should get them? And, <laughs> and uh, the first couple said, no, shouldn't get them. And I went to the second couple. I said, okay, look, man, I really want these M&Ms. And I'm streaming live, right? And uh, I and, and I bet they're GMO. I said, can I have them? They go, no. What did the next guy? This guy was by himself. I asked him that question. He snarled at me, at me. He said, get away from me. Now, that fit into what you just described as somebody who did not fit there. I have a picture of him because he's in the film. And maybe later I can, I'll, I'll email that to you. Just oh, please so you do. Yeah. So, yeah. And I thought, you know what? This guy did not fit. There was no way because I was just having fun. Everybody in that line was having fun. It got to him. There was something. Some, and, you know, really, uh, with the information that's out there, Dave, and as we talk, uh, and interesting, I, I was talking to uh, Chad Riley last night, and he could not he could not call in this show. He couldn't call in the 800 number. He couldn't get through on Skype. And, uh, and I called and, and I was going back and forth trying to get that connection. He couldn't, he couldn't make it. And to me, to me, that was just interference that we get. And as you know, with the, with the, uh, uh, banning of, of, uh, of Facebook posts and, and YouTube videos, demonetization, they're all over this. They, they are, there is a war out there. And you know, one thing you talk about Steve Quell, I, I like the part. And did you see it when he, he was I mean, he was as serious as I ever seen him. And he was talking about the war that we're in. And he said, if you're sitting back and you're allowing this to happen, you don't care. You don't believe he, he was, he was adamant about th that we're already in a war. And I know that, uh, uh, remember, uh, Richard Dolan said he was, he was, uh, uh, he was. He didn't like to talk about war, and and I think it was a Hugo de Garris that said talking about the Artelec wars, and uh, and and then Sharon Gilbert said, well, we are in a war. So uh, yeah, we're we're in a war, Dave, and it's it's it, there's a lot of fronts to it, and AI and the oncoming technology is just a part. You know, I remember when the war was as simple as protecting our property rights, defending our right to make a living, our constitutional liberties being at risk, and now our very lives, our very humanity is at risk. Our ability to pass the mantle to the next generation is now in question for the first time. And going, going back to the left, you know, there, there are groups in the left and only, again, I'm, I'm bringing it up because to me, they're the emblematic of, of, of uh, the hatred that's going on. And, uh, 
the people, there are groups of people out there, Dave, that scream at the sky. They're so angry that Trump is in office. They just scream, and some of them scream naked. Uh, and there's all kind of bizarre behavior. And it's unreasoned, unbridled hatred. Now, that just tells me that the person who hates humanity the most is the devil. And so that tells me that there's a spiritual element to these people. They've been, they've accepted or internalized uh demonic activity of some kind and you mentioned earlier dave talking about the, the, there's a there's a pendulum now the pendulum swung to the right with trump and i'm thinking i I, th I thought about the bible where it says that a man will clean his house and then a demon seven times worse will come back in well we've cleaned the house and we're trying to clean the swamp but that thing is going to swing back and the the comments that people made as you said earlier uh the trail the the digital trail that we all leave through cell phones text television every every single piece of it has been documented it's been core uh, been uh, put into our own algorithms and put into our own area wherever that is that is going to be used against us and the hatred that is going to be unleashed is going to be so vile that those who are that allowed or got Trump into office or those that believe in God or those that are against a transhumanism uh, will be uh, they're They're going to have their retribution and it's going to be ugly. And so it's coming and it's going to be seven times worse than they would have if they just took over and continued their despotic ways. Yeah. You just kind of answered uh, a question I was going to put to you as a last question. Uh, what are the options? And I think you just nailed it right there. Uh, and I think the next step would be, we got to invoke the power of God because this is a spiritual war. It is a spiritual war. There's always a spirit behind these things, Dave. And uh, the spirit always manifests in anger and hate, lies. And, um, you know, the, 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 from, from what we learned at Branson, that the t some of this technology is really old or, and was used to, in an attempt to destroy humanity before. And now they have it again. It's come back and, uh, you know, I think it's incumbent on each of us to make a decision if these these technological wonders that, that will promise us uh, eternal life or uh, an extra hundred years or cures, uh, they'll cost us something. There's some, there's some price to pay. You're not going to get it for free. Amen and, uh, to that. You're right about that. The cost is your soul. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I I like my soul, Dave. I, I'm I'm planning on keeping it. Yeah, me too. Exactly the same. My friend, we are out of time. This has been really fascinating. It's been very fast moving. Very quickly, tell people how they can follow your good work. Well, they can find me on, of course, our, our website, theedgeam.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel they can subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook. I do put things on Facebook that I don't put on uh, YouTube because I just got tired of them over there. But we also have a uh, tune-in radio channel, which broadcasts our show 24 hours a day on any platform. You just uh, search for The Edge on TuneIn Radio and listen to it there. But, yeah, we, we you know, we, I'm, I'm like you, Dave. We're, we're in the war, and, uh, you know, uh, Steve Quayle recognized both of us, really, there at the conference, saying, you know, guys like us in the, in the front lines bringing out this information. But every everyone that's listening to your program, my program, Steve Quayle, the Transhumanist Convention, all of it, they, they need to engage. They need to engage in this war as well. It's going to take all of us. That's my biggest frustration, and that's another topic for another time. Daniel Ott's been our guest here on The Common Sense Show. Uh, very disturbing, but uh, very necessary stuff he brought forth today. Daniel, thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me, Dave.